for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Kareen Hanna. How's it going today, Kareen? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's cold here in Texas, but I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you're not already dealing with out in New York. Uh, Texas is... So what do you consider cold? Uh, it is currently 34 degrees. All right. Well, for Texas, that's cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, here it's like, um, I don't know, 11 degrees. Yeah. So. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, so okay, I so know, you know. You all know. about that. Yeah. Negative 400 degrees or whatever it is. And yeah. So I know all about that. But first off, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you hopefully we've got the internet issues aside and uh don't have to worry about that anymore so i hope so hope so uh, uh but before we kind of jump into everything uh that you got going on wh what's kind of your background what got you into music um you know it's the classic story of of like when you discover at a, at a very young age that you have vocal ability um and uh I, I think uh, like, you know, my parents, I think, uh, pushed me into auditioning for some kind of semi-professional show in locally. I'm from Montreal, Quebec. And uh, so I remember getting up on the stage and auditioning and, and I guess it was that good because I got a standing ovation. And, you know, and I think seeing the crowd and, and realizing, oh, okay, well, I guess I have something. I'm onto something here. Um, you know, and, and then I think it was it was obvious, it was inevitable that that's what was going to happen. I was going to be pursuing this. Gotcha, gotcha. And so you're from Montreal originally, and now you're in New York. Uh, how long ago did you leave Montreal? Or how long have you, or I guess the better question is, how long have you been in New York? Okay, well, I've been in New York a very long time. I came here in my teens. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say how old I am now yeah. because you know we don't we don't talk age in, oh, no. in in you know in this industry. But um, you know I'm not old, but I'm not I'm not you know 21 is the ideal age for for record executives. They they like you you know between the ages of 18 and 21, um, and I'm not that. So, um, but um, to answer your question, um, so I it, it's hard to say exactly um, how long. I I've been here because I've been coming here. You know, Montreal is not that far from New York. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been coming since I was a teen. Um, um, and I and I would spend big bulks of time because I was signed to many re record labels mm -hmm. and, and was doing a lot of very major projects. So I had to be here. So I feel like I've been living here for a long time, but maybe like uh, permanently, I would say about 10 years. Okay. Cool. And I take it you love New York and don't want to be anywhere else. You know, I, I love the urban life. Mm -hmm. I really love it. I love that I don't have to deal with having a car. Um, 
I love that you can walk anywhere and also you could be by yourself and, and walk the streets and, you know, I don't know. I, there's, there's just a vibe, but there's a feeling to, to living here. Um, I don't know how comfortable I'd be living anywhere else. I don't, and I don't, I don't love the, the suburban life either. So yeah. I don't know, you know? Yeah. I love it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, 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 I don't know. I've lived in not, the, I've lived in not the city. I'm going to just call it not the city for so long that living in the city just sounds like it's too chaotic for me. Well, you can, you know, the beauty of it is that, you know, like you could stay inside and sort of get away from it. Yeah. And, when, and then, you know, when you want to be in it, you can be in it. And, you know, there, there's ways to live in New York city and not feel like, Oh my God, this is chaotic. This is, too much yeah yeah gotcha gotcha so when you were living in montreal montreal and you were like starting to realize that you had this ability to sing and you wanted to start pursuing uh your musical career who who is the uh like who are some of your musical influences at that point in your life who are you listening to who are you inspired by you know stuff of that nature okay well i was inspired by by top 40 radio. So whatever the current uh, songs were of the moment. So I, I can't remember exactly what the songs, but I was very inspired by, by pop music. Okay. And, but I was very heavily influenced by the music that my mother was uh, playing for me. Cause I think that when she heard my vocal abilities, she, and she was a huge fan of like Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion and Gladys Knight um, and some of these, you know, big female vocalists, um, Tina Turner. So she was introducing me to these people um, because she was a fan of theirs and she thought that I sort of fit in, in, in with these people. So I, I was very heavily influenced by those vocalists. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so just kind of fast forwarding a little bit, you've released a lot of, cover songs well reimagined cover songs i guess is a better way to work <laughs> yes because i was listening to the your most recent one of jump and i was like yep that's a cover song but that's like completely reimagined we'll, we, so we'll, we'll, we'll run with uh reimagined cover songs Thank um you. do you um i you also write original music uh what what is um what is kind of your creative process when you sit down to write music and yeah, let's start with that question first. Okay. okay. No, because there's so much in with that, because you said, you know, you're singing a lot of covers. Yeah, I, I, everybody sings. Everybody seems to do a lot of covers. Hmm. But I said, I said, if I'm going to sing covers, I'm going to reimagine them, as you as you said. You know, otherwise, it doesn't it really doesn't pay to just sing it because hmm. anybody can sing it. So if you're going to do it, do it and make it sound its own and fresh. Hmm. Um, which I, I think that I that I nailed with with this jump one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, and and I and and just to be clear that I I picked songs that I knew that I could reimagine and songs you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear. Like, would you have expected ever in your lifetime for somebody to do a ballad version of of a Van Halen song like that? No, no. you wouldn't. No. Okay. But to answer your, I'm sorry. I, I'm no, you're good. You're good. Okay. I felt like I had to clarify reimagined because I didn't want it to come off that you were just doing cover songs. 
Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I'm more than a cover artist, you know, yeah. like like I have, I have, you know, uh, two t Billboard top hits that were uh, original material. Um, and um, so, yes, I, I, I'm also a, a songwriter and, and I have written a lot of original music. Um, and my creative process is usually, um, I like to collaborate with other people because I feel like um, um, I'm, I'm not a great uh, pianist or a great uh, musician. So I, I like somebody to sort of like to bounce off of, somebody to sort of play melodies and for me to grab things from, from what they're playing and come up with, with uh, creative parts for the song. That I, I find that's like the best way to build a song. And then, and then lyrically, lyric ideas, you know, everybody uh, uh, tries to, create lyrics from either their own experiences or things that they see in their life and, and, um, you know, stories from, from their life. And, um, I, I don't love to make songs like most people like to have songs that are personal to them. Um, I like to go the, the most selfless route and not be selfish and, um, about the lyrics that I'm writing, that it's for me and, and my own process. I like to write lyrics that are universal that everybody can relate to. Things, storylines, and things that people can relate to. So that that's what my creative process is. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and where where are you kind of at in that? Like, obviously, you've got the song that you just are the jump, the jump lyric video that just released yesterday, and then you've got a new. Uh, song dropping on the 11th of February. Is that correct? That's right. Exactly. Um, uh, where are you kind of at as far as your own original music right now? Where are you at creatively? Creatively, I'm, I'm literally so focused on this particular project, this cover project. It's the, the, the project is called Inspired. And right now, this is what's really has since COVID hit, this is what I've been so inspired by is, is, is finding songs from four different categories. Um, so it's rock, um, 80s, classics, and in-pop. In-pop songs are uh, like trendy songs from like from the 2000s, uh, uh, 2020, 2021, 2022, like the latest current trendy yeah. song. Yeah. So um, I just got, I just, I, I felt like I needed to depart and sort of separate myself from original music. I feel like people uh, really want to hear melodies that they already know. I think that it, they, they want to hear it. And, and not everybody's doing the songs that I'm reinterpreting. And I think that if I, if, if I'm doing them correctly, then I think that there's an audience, you know? So this is where I'm at right now. I'm very inspired by my inspired project. Awesome. Awesome. And that, that was something you mentioned that that was something that came up during the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, um, you know, I think everyone in the music industry, you know, at the height of COVID, we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next steps? What are we going to do? We're all quarantined. We're all stuck here. And, um, um, I have somebody, part of my team who, who really, um, his name is James Duncan. He, really said to me, you got to set up your, you know, your somewhere in your apartment where you can record vocals and, and become your own vocal producer and your, your own vocal arranger and everything. I'm like, 
I can't do that. I'm, you know, I'm usually like the diva that walks into a recording studio and, you know, just stands in front of the mic and has everyone do everything for me. Um, he says, I promise you, you can do it. So I invested in all this equipment yeah. and I set myself up and uh, he taught me. I spent a couple of months and we he taught me everything virtually. We did it all virtually. It's amazing. We're lucky with the technology that we have nowadays for the things that we're able to do. Um, very thankful. So when I got hooked up and I learned how to do this and become my vo my own vocal engineer and and it's it's been off to the races like I'm addicted to it. I love it more than life itself. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Um what cuz that that's something that I've always kind of said that musicians should learn is at least yeah. the basics of production whether or not they ever plan on doing their own production but it helps like when you step into a recording studio, mm -hmm. if your voice is sounding like if you're listening in the headphones and your voice sounds flat or, you know, something, you know how to communicate with the producer or editor without saying, without saying like layman terms that the producer has to guess what you're talking about. Right. Um, so that's really cool that you were kind of, for like kind of forced we'll, we'll say that um to oh, learn no, how to not kind of no completely forced completely okay completely forced and since, since you worded it that way i'll run with that since you were completely yeah. forced to kind of learn how to do production um what, what's one do you obvious or do you think it's helped your creativity at all or what's one thing you've kind of taken away from learning how to do your own production? Oh, that's an excellent, excellent question, I have to say. So I think it's made me like um, even a more polished vocalist, which I are, I thought that I already was. I mm -hmm. thought it was already like, you know, but it's, it's like a whole other level. And also the things that I've learned that I never would have had the opportunity to learn, like, vocal producing um like background vocals and and stacking of of harmonies and and creating backgrounds like i could now i've come to the point where i think that I, i'm so great at it that i can like be hired for other uh, recording sessions to uh, figure out background vocal parts for for tracks for for people's tracks like i i, I didn't realize that i had the ability to do it and to do it so well, I'm really surprised. And it's all because I have the time and I'm here by myself and, and I'm sort of been forced to figure everything out for myself. You know, I don't have a producer in the room with me, you know, saying, okay, you know, or, or hire, I'm not hiring other vocalists to come in and do the backgrounds for me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything. And it's, it's been a wild ride and, and such a creative, um, learning experience i i'm like i'm just in heaven over it like i i, I mean i really don't love the COVID situation yeah. but there has been some positives that have come out of it for me you know yeah, yeah for sure for sure yeah. like and that that's kind of what's helped me work my way through this whole thing is yeah over the last two years there's been a lot of negative things that have happened yeah but if you just look at the scope of the last two years and it's like, oh, that happened because of COVID. Right. That's a good thing. You know, right. and just like all the different things that you were forced to do, like 
the pot the podcast before COVID, it was something that we did once a month. And now it's something that we do between four and seven times a week. Oh and, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's just one of those situations where I was forced to start using Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Who who ever heard of Zoom before COVID? Yeah. I, I didn't, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we, I was forced to start using Zoom and I was like, well, I've already got to use it for work. So let's see what we could do as far as a podcast. And then everybody was like, oh, I'm free on this day. And then it was like, oh, I could do this more than once a month. And we were off to the races. So exactly. But let's not, you know, take away from, you know, the tragedies and everything else. Like, with the good came a lot of bad, but oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so do you see in a world out or after COVID, we'll, we'll just call it in a world after COVID that you'll continue to do your own vocal production or at least continue to try and learn and better yourself in that department? So um, I would like to, do as much as I can on my own. Mm-hmm. Like for example, even this past year, uh, well, 2021, um, I did go to a recording studio and I did work with other musicians and other and another uh, recording engineer and another producer on on a song for this project actually, mm-hmm. because the the person that I worked with on the song thought that um, for this particular one he wanted to be in the room for it. Mm-hmm. And um, and he wanted a different flavor that it would give to, you know, so I think that I'm not going to not, you know, be out of here yeah. and, and, you know, do stuff. But I think that um, it's it's going to be the majority is going to be here because, I, you know, I've become such a pro at it. it it's really like it, first of all, it's a big savings too, you know, for whoever, whoever is, you know, putting the budget in or whatever for, mm-hmm. for the project. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you've, you've, we've talked a little bit about this and you've mentioned it a few different times, your inspired project, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of go into a little bit more detail about what the, like we talked about, like what inspired the inspired project, Mm -hmm. uh, but what, what is it specifically? So the inspired project is going to be, um, a catalog of, um, reimagined covers from mm-hmm. four categories uh rock so it could be you know rock songs from any era but mm-hmm. it ha- but a rock so- rock category um classics so songs that are just classic songs of the world you know mm-hmm. um so one of the classic songs that i've already recorded is a song from a, a group called the animals called uh, don't let me be misunderstood mm-hmm. um like uh, there's you know, I'm, I'm about to record a, a David Bowie song called Life on Mars. That's mm-hmm. that's like a classic song. You know, it's one of it's almost it's not a, it's not standards. Standards, yeah. would be, you know, but it's, these are classic songs that are forever. They're timeless forever. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other category is 80s, because I realized there's there's so much great 80s music. And they're great for transforming into like slower jams, like some of the, the so I did, a, I've done, I think the most, in all the categories so far, I've recorded 80s songs the most, because yeah. there's so many, so many great ones. Yeah. 
uh, you know. And then the last category is the in-pop category, which is uh, trendy, you know, pop songs from from today, current ones. Mm -hmm. And so that one, I don't have as many going so far, but each the goal is to have at least 10 songs per per category at the end of all of this. And then you could you could you can, you know, um, get the whole collection you know, of all the, the categories, or you could, you know, just uh, download and stream the songs of your choice from, from each category. And I'm going to be releasing one probably every month from different categories, you know, just whichever one we feel we need, we want to release and, and put a, put promotion behind. Not every song on this collection will, will have that treatment. It'll eventually land on a, on a digital platform. Yeah each one um so you know um like i just finished recording an olivia rodriguez song um you know and uh, i have to say this category has, has been a challenge you know um because i'm not i'm not that inspired by the music like what's happening currently in music i have to say you know so it's been hard to find songs that i would want to like reimagine and reinterpret yeah. so and if you have any suggestions, you know, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> for sure. You know, it, it's one of those things where the, 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 that specific genre of the more in like the more current day stuff, maybe that's where you just get a little bit more creative and yeah, you're looking at the top 40, but you find like B side cuts of like top 40 artists. You know, if, if you get what I'm saying, where they took a little bit more of a chance and it's not like this overproduced, overhyped pop music, you know? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I was willing to look at that, you know, um, because I felt a little desperate because I was having trouble really, you know, finding something yeah. that I can relate to or even want to record. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still haven't found even one of those. But if there is, if there's a really good one, you know, believe me, I'll be all over it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I've spent so much time over the last two years just diving deep into the independent scene that I turned on the top four, uh, our local top 40 station the other day, and I knew nobody on the top 40 station. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Other than Ed Sheeran and Olivia Rodrigo, like those were the two names that I'd kind of heard because I... uh, I'd been following Ed Sheeran for a long time, but you know, everybody else is like, yep. I have no idea who any of these people are. Well, there's a lot of like, um, names that, that, um, that's then they all sound similar, you know? And I think that like next month, you're not going to even hear their name again. Yeah. Like they have a, a song at the moment kind of thing. It's more, mm-hmm. you know, there's yeah. so many of them. I can't even keep up with them. But, you know, but then there's like the, you know, like the the 10 artists that that are there inevitably, like Billie Eilish yeah. and, and Dua Lipa, Lipa and, and, and Adele, you know, so there are some that, you know, and Justin Bieber, unfortunately, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, you know, I used to give Justin Bieber a lot of crap just because I didn't like his music. And then I started remembering where he came from. And it's like there's a music. He from Canada. He's from Canada. Yeah. Well, and he he got found on YouTube doing acoustic songs, and it's like yeah. 
there's a musician in there. He just got sucked up into the machine at such a young age that now he doesn't even know what kind of an artist he is. Right. And, and you know what I have to say, like his songs like now are, are a little bit better quality than the, than the music he started off doing. Mm -hmm. I have to give him that, but I know he's not fully responsible for it. He's got, like you said, a big machine behind him. Yeah. Um, uh, it's hard. It's hard to to not think of him that whole package. You know, it's very hard. You know. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so the Imagine Project, you're doing four categories at about ten songs per. So you're looking at releasing forty songs. Probably, yeah. Assuming that you could find ten current, present day songs that are uh, that are worth uh, reimagining. Yeah. So, so far I have, I'm, I'm, I have two and I'm on my third one. So okay. yeah. And I better hurry up because soon they're not going to be so, if I wait so long, they're not going to be so current. Well, um, that That's the thing kind of going off of what you talked about a little bit ago is giving it a little bit more time because the, the turnover rate on some of these more popular songs and these pop artists in three months, a song that you record today may complete be completely irrelevant. Oh, they could be, in, and maybe then people will appreciate them again, like in, in a reinterpreted way, because like they were shoved down everyone's throat for like so long. For example, like the first one I recorded was Miley Cyrus, uh, Midnight Sky. So uh -huh. I did that one. And, I, you know, I think it's a, it's a fairly good song. You know, I have to I have to give her credit. I, I like, you know, the, the her what she's been doing lately. Yeah. But um you know, so I think it was it was played and overplayed, you know, on the radio and 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 it was really one of those songs. Um, so I think that people will be happy to have a break from it. So maybe by the time they'll hear it from me, you know, it'll be sort of fresh again and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, there's been, you know, 50 million since then, you know, but it's great. So I guess I guess, you know, I can't look at it that way. I just have to, you know, do good music and and you know, good things will follow. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've released jump, which is a Van Halen, uh, yeah. co reimagined cover. Um, why did you choose that sp song specifically? Why'd that song speak to you? Um, so I, you know, during COVID I, I was on the phone with a friend who was devastated when, uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really how it started. And and he's like, oh, why don't you do a Van Halen song? And I I have to say, look, I, I'm not that familiar with their music and I'm not a, a big fan, although I, I think that Eddie Van Halen is, was a guitar god. And I think that David Lee Roth was, you know, one of the great, you know, um, front men, you know, yeah. like for for the, these, these rock groups of, yeah. of that time period. Um, so honestly, you know, I, I, but I, I would have never in a million years thought to choose a Van Halen song. Um, and then, and then I, and out of all of Van Halen song, I, I never liked jump because of the synthesizers. I hated <laughs> the synthesizer sounds, you know, yeah. um, it, it just wasn't my thing. It's, it's so eighties. Like you can't get more eighties. Oh, yeah. Than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
And, and, and to me, that's not a singing song. I'm like, why would you choose that? There's, there's nothing there. What do you... So we got off the phone and I thought that my friend was crazy. And, and I remember getting ready for bed. And sometimes when people, if, if, I, if we speak of a song, all of a sudden it'll, it'll run in my head subconsciously. And I think that all of a sudden I started singing it, not realizing, I think I was taking a bath or something. And I, and I slowed it down subconsciously and I started singing it the way that you hear the recording. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? This is, wow. This is like, this is jump, but it's, but it's its own song. It's, and I, and I was like, this is it. I have to do it. It's so beautiful. And and I never really listened to the lyrics. Did you ever really listen to the lyrics? No. Right. Who really cared about those lyrics? And now when I'm singing it, there's actually like beautiful lyrics there. It's a beautiful, tender ballad, you know, that could have a lot of meanings, you know, but um, I, I don't know. It just, it, I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah, this is perfection. So that's how it happened. And it really, it, you know, it became like a tribute to Eddie. Yeah. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And then you've got your... Uh, then your next uh, drop coming on February 11th, which yeah. is a journey song, uh, separate ways. What was kind of the thought behind selecting that song? Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I have, I have a couple of different people that I'm working with uh, musicians that are, are helping to create some of the tracks but I have a main producer who, who is my partner in this project. Um, his name is Josh Harris. Um, he, he worked with Seal and Britney Spears and now, so we're doing this project together. Uh, he's fabulous. But so I've also been working with this, this guy who's an incredible singer, songwriter, musician, an incredible pianist. Um, his name is Scott Chaslin. He's based in New York. And um, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're friends, uh, we're basically internet friends, but um, so um, I've had him collaborate on some of these songs and, and I knew that I was gonna have him do uh, piano work on some of these songs and, and I asked him to give me some suggestions and he's the one that came up with Separate Ways. And Separate Ways in, of Journey songs is probably like my favorite Journey song. I didn't think of it, it I didn't even come up with it, the idea, but then um, I started, we got off the phone, we we don't talk on the phone actually. Um, I, we got off our, our, our messaging and, and I start the same thing. I started singing it. I, I I basically sang it the way that I, I heard it in my head. And, and I said, Oh my God, this is it. This is it. We have to do this. And, you know, um, it's also lyrics too have to mean something to me. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing. So I, I, I texted him back and I said, yes, we have to do this right now. So we, we actually just finished this one and I have like 12 other ones that I've 12 other songs that are ready to go. But for some reason, my heart told me that this needs to be number two release. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. so you, you've got 12, so- or you got two songs that by are in the next, month or you've got 
by February, you'll have two songs out and then you've got 12 behind it. And then eventually 26 more. I think my math is correct on that one. Well, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I know that eventually all of them are going to land on, on digital platforms Mm -hmm. to to be able to have for anybody. But um, I don't know how many singles we'll release from, from it, like that we're going to like promote and make a big deal about. Gotcha. Um, so you're you're not going to release them all as singles. You're going to release how many ever it is. And then once you have all 40 ready to go, it'll just come out as like a double, double LP almost. Exactly. Exactly. Because, because I, um, it's, it's almost like great album tracks. I like, I have so many amazing album tracks and of course, every single one are songs that everybody knows. Um, but my, you know, my re reinterpretations, my reimagined versions of them, but some of them need to come out as singles because they're, they're, they should be, they should be, you know, promoted. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I I really like the, the whole idea behind the project because you're essentially taking songs from different genres that essentially inspire you creatively because, you know, like just listening to you talk, it's each one of the songs that you've heard the jump and then this, uh, the journey song that you're going to release in February. It's just kind of like, it seems like it just hits you and you get that instant inspiration to be like, Oh, I know how I'm going to approach this. Absolutely. It's, it's like, I know how I'm going to approach it. It's made for me. I should be, I feel like I should be singing these songs and I should be interpreting them. Like it needs to be, heard like that's how i feel it's such a strong feeling yeah absolutely absolutely so as as you kind of continue working through that progress or process not progress uh as you continue working through the process of picking the songs and recording um you said you have uh 12 other than the uh, journey song that are recorded already yep cool cool and uh, so what's kind of going through your mind right now as you're like in the thick of things as far as production goes for this massive project? That I'm like, I'm anxious to have all the songs done and have everybody be able to like get the whole collection, mm-hmm. like really ecstatic about it and excited. But at the same time, I don't want this project to ever end because I'm loving it so much. It's so much fun. And I think that what's going to happen, it's sad but true, is that even when I get to like 10 songs per per category and it's kind of over, I'm always going to be trying to think of the next great reinterpretation, next reimagined cover, and I might have to just record it. And, and there's going to be reimagined covers like until I die, I think. That, yeah. That's what's going to happen. Like, Till I'm till I can't sing anymore, and you know, even when I'm walking with a cane, I'll still be reimagining, you know, cover tunes, um, and and probably in between that, I'll do like another original project. Yeah. But I think this is always going to be there. Yeah. I think it's and that, that's kind of what was running through my head when, as you were talking about it, it's like it almost seems like this could be like the 
never ending project essentially, because you could almost like, because you put a number on it and it's like, that's cool. So you kind of have an end goal in mind, but you could almost be like, okay, I'm only going to release singles of reimagined covers of songs that really inspire me. And just so you, cause you're going to, I like, I think the issue that you're going to ultimately run into is you're going to get down to like the last 15 songs. And it's like, Oh, well, nothing's inspiring me right now. And you're going to, I'd be kind of concerned that you'd force it. You know, you get what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then, and then end up recording songs that are not really working. So I would never, I would never want that. And I have to say, thankfully so far, like in, in all these songs, the 14 or 15 in total, I don't remember even how many I have. Um, Thankfully they're all like, you know, so fantastic and and so amazing, you know, but, yeah. but yes, there, cause there's moments that there's ideas that get rolled around, you know, from my producer or, or the, or, or Scott, the, the pianist here that I work with, um, that w- for a minute we think we're onto something. And then I'm like, mm, no, no, yeah. no, it's no. Or we try it. We just try a little bit and, and then we scrapped it. Like I've already scrapped one song, you know, like, that I actually spent so much time recording a vocal, but we, we, I, I ended up hearing it back and I, and I said to my producer, it's not working. Yeah. I completely understood. So, um, so that's obvious. That's a project that you're working on. And you've mentioned that at some point you would like to try and get work, start working on a, a originals project. Um, But outside of music, what are, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to kind of decompress from the stresses of day-to-day life? You know? Yeah. Um, well, my favorite hobby is sleeping. Yep. That's number one. Um, so if I'm not sleeping and, and I'm not eating, um, I'm, um, I do like to paint. I, I paint abstract art. So I have like a million canvases on the walls of my apartment. So that's, that's another thing that I love. It's, it's and it's a really great de-stressor yeah. during, co- during COVID, the height of COVID between music and painting, it's been incredible. Um, so I, I love that. And then I love sending it to a framing store to, to see the end result framed. It's, it's really an amazing accomplishment. It's, it's really amazing. Um, yeah. So th- those are the main things that I like to do. Yes. Yeah. Sleeping, eating and painting and music. Nice. You brought up sleeping. That's what I was doing before the podcast. I was at this weird space where it was like, I, it was too early for dinner, but it was too late for lunch. And so I <laughs> just ate whatever I had at that time. And I put myself into a food coma uh-huh. and I was I went and laid down and I woke up and it was like eight 30 and I'm like, okay, well that, that was pretty well timed. So I got Absolutely. up. And- oh, food comas are the best. That's the best. That, yeah. That's when you get the, the best sleep. Oh yeah. I was, I didn't realize how loud my TV was like, cause I was watching uh, the Irishman on Netflix. I fell asleep almost as it started and I woke up right as it ended. I was like, wait a minute, did I really just sleep for three and a half hours? 
And, oh wow! Yeah. yeah. If, if you have if you have a TV blaring and you're still sleeping, you know that you're in in the best sleep. Oh yeah. Know. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I enjoy sleeping as well. It, it, it's good fun. Um, and then the the abstract art that's really cool. I've always really admired people that can do that because I tried doing it in high school because we were required to take an art class. And I tried to do abstract art, but it just ended up being abstract, not really art. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, ultimately abstract art is is like uh, anybody can do it, yeah. you know, but it's it's about having an eye for like placement of color and, and design where things should land, even though. You know, it could be just scribbles. You could take a, a pen and scribble on a on on a canvas, like yeah. just, and that's that. Some people might think it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's subjective, but but yes, it also sometimes it takes it takes like a good eye to know where things should be. So yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, so I, I don't want to keep you too much longer because I just realized what time it is here and equating that. To, Eastern time means it's an hour later than here. So, um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so what's kind of, obviously you're working on the inspired project, but what's the next couple of months look like for you? Are you doing live shows or where are you kind of at in that realm of things? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm obviously, I would love to get back on the stage. Um, it's been, too long for me. I know people, a lot of people have already been able, had the opportunity to get back on stages, but for me, it's, it's a much bigger undertaking to, to get my shows on. And, and I'm, and I, so I haven't been uh, performing. Um, the earliest that I would look to perform would be like late spring, early summer. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And I might be touring with the inspired show. Like that, I'm thinking that that's what I would want to, be promoting and and you know performing live i think it, it could make for a great show absolutely that would be really cool because it would just be you know it just just like i could see the promotions for it now it would be just it would be really interesting and i think a lot of people would show up just to hear that and then yeah that'd be really cool when you do yeah. do live shows um w what can people expect from a Korean live show um, it's not, not a, a typical live show because, you know, I'm kind of, um, my persona on stage is, you know, um, I'm, um, I'm a little naughty. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a comedian. Uh, you know, there, there's cabaret to my show. There's Vegas in my show, but then there's also like a rock chick. So it's, I'm like a, I'm a, combination of all these people on stage. So I, I, I take you on a, on a trip with me. You know, I, I make you laugh. I make you cry, uh, cry in a good way. Um, I give you the chills. Um, I, I make you feel things, but I also make you laugh your ass off. So, you know, I take you all over with me. Awesome. Awesome. So one thing that we do on the podcast here, or actually there's two things that we do before we, uh, we close out the show. The first one is a little bit more, um, a little bit more serious. And then we'll do the fun one here in a second. 
Um, What we like to do is pass on knowledge to the younger generation so we can continue to inspire and help the younger generations in music to ensure that there is a next generation of musicians because the public school system is doing such an amazing job. Um, (laughs) What's one piece of advice or advice in general, maybe not necessarily one piece of advice, what's some advice that you have for that young musician, maybe in Montreal, that wants to take that next step or wants to pick up an instrument and learn how to play guitar or whatever they want to, they want to start pursuing music or take that next step. Um, well, uh, the advice second I would like to give is that um, we're fortunate nowadays, you know, to have access to so many outlets um, to be heard and to be seen. And, and the fact that you could do things on your own and you don't have to rely on, you know, major labels anymore. Um, so I encourage anybody who has the passion and the feeling to really, you know, work at your craft and try to be the best that you could be. Um, and also there's so much, you know, uh, to see. There's other musicians and other artists to look at um, on TikTok and, and all the social plat- social media platforms, not to look at other people too much because it'll make you crazy and it, it might just, you know, get you to not want to uh, pursue it because you're looking at other people and thinking, oh my God, they're so talented, they're so great because there's so many great musicians, so many great artists, but you can't look at, you have to kind of be focused on what you do and just try to be the best that you can be. And and to know that there is a way to be seen and heard and that you can do it on your own. Absolutely. hundred percent agreed. So th- that was the serious portion. Now, okay. now it's time for the fun side of things. I have okay. a random question generator sitting right in front of me. And so uh, we ask every guest one question from the random question generator. So if you are ready, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have your question right here. Okay. What's the question? Have you ever hitchhiked? Have you ever hitchhiked? Oh my gosh. And um, if yes, what is the story? Okay. Um, let me think. Let me think. Because that that's like, you know, that's a very random question. Yep. Um, okay, let me think. Have I ever hitchhiked? Um, the answer would be yes. Okay. But in my, it was in my dreams. Okay. It was not in real life. Okay. Because because I was always taught that if you if if a blonde chick is gonna hitchhike, she's gonna get killed. Um, You've been watching but, too many horror movies. Yeah, probably. Um, so, but I do remember having a dream where I was hitchhiking Mm -hmm. and, and, and and I don't, I don't remember all the details, but I remember that I was stuck and I I didn't have a choice and I, and I had to stick my thumb out and hitchhike and I did get a ride. So, and, and everything worked out. I didn't get killed. I didn't get molested or anything like that. It was actually, Oh, I think we ended up at, um, um, What's that diner that in uh, Denny's? Denny's. Okay. Yeah. You know that that diner? Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, that was my dream. We ended up at Denny's, but I don't remember what I ate. But yeah. yes. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. That is okay. what the random question generator is. It's a little bit it's straightforward questions like that, or it's a little bit more random. It's a little bit more fun. You know, I it's something I started doing at the end of last year, and the questions we get are pretty amazing. So yeah, this this one, uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's the most unusual question that anyone has ever asked me. So cool. um, I, I like being that's how I get remembered. It's by asking questions that not a lot of people ask. Yeah, 100%. Well, I'll never forget that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of before we wrap this up, um, if anybody wants to check out the new uh, the new music or new music as it drops for the Inspired Project or any upcoming shows or anything that's going on in your world, where's the best place for them to do that? Um Okay, well, you know, obviously Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on TikTok, but uh, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, I don't pay attention to that enough. But I would say Instagram is, it's the Kareen Hanna. Um, or uh, uh, Facebook, I have two Facebook pages. It's just Kareen Hanna. Just, you know, search my name. Kareen Hanna, K-A-R-I-N-E-H-A-N-N-A-H, and uh, and I'm there, and and all the information should be there. I do have a website; it's it's uh, being updated, so I, I wouldn't rely on it, you know. But come check me out on Instagram, you know. I, I live on there, so awesome. that's the place. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us a little bit here tonight. I'm really excited to hear the rest of the inspired project and what you got coming up next. So can't wait for all that to drop. And uh, I look forward to uh, uh, seeing what else you have follow up the inspire project. Yeah. Um, I hope to sit down with you again soon. Definitely. Yep. You are always welcome. Feel free to reach out whenever you, you are ready to uh, do so. Um, okay. But once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you all later. All right. Thanks again. Bye, guys. Bye.